And Frank Clark on the inside has been a monster for him. I don't know. Like, um, don't, yeah, I don't know. I feel like a Chiefs homer right now. Um, you sound like one. I know. I feel, I feel like I'm like embodying Shawway right now. Like, well. I feel fucking disgusting and responsible. Stack, and you are listening to the Ask Casters podcast. basement of 9th street yeah yeah <laughs> hey but lucky for you listeners and, and downloaders of our podcast you don't have to deal with radio road promotional interviews for the next hour to hour and a half you get scrot and i with, who, with, with no interviews no interviews at all although although we do have breaking news well on- you worked on this one over the week didn't you I, I do i uh i will have breaking well i should we do our NBC breaking news. Well, we would do that normally, but uh, Shaway is—he's uh, frosting cupcakes in Hoisington um, for lap dances and belly dances. Um, so, so yeah, no, yeah, no one, no one to work the board today. So anyway, Askasters, uh, we'll just kind of hop right in with some of our breaking news here. We had the good fortune. Uh, it looks like we may have, uh, a full, long interview, as long as we want, with the very famous Drizzle, Drizzle from Wichita. He's, uh, he's known very well for, uh, recent appearances as a call-in, uh, to Jim Rome show. He's been on the Smack Off, uh, he continues to call in after the Smack Off, and he has, uh, quite a few folks that are... Uh, responding to his calls, giving him shit. But there's a little bit more background to, to Drizzle that I knew about uh, before his Jim Rome appearances. So um, I reached out to Drizzle, uh, and, and he uh, is willing to come on the podcast. So we're getting that set up. It's probably going to be for next week's podcast after we let the dust settle from Super Bowl week. But just wanted to give you a heads up. We'll promote that also uh, on all of the, the fun socials. But if you have... Um, any experience listening to Drizzle or you just want to hear a good interview with somebody that's got some uh, interesting background and uh, he loves his sports and he's got some sports teams um, that are pretty, pretty unique. So we might be hashtag Syracuse Orange Men 
uh, quite a few times during that interview. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll tackle that once we get there. But today, Askcasters, for your Radio Row Super Bowl week, Super Bowl preview episode, you get two Askcasters today. <laughs> not a lot, not a lot. So, but that's just fine. It's, it's myself, Andy, uh, and Scrode. Uh, I was thinking as we, we reached out to, to Drizzle uh, over the weekend, I, I thought to myself that maybe sometimes Askcasters, we don't really mention uh, where the, the name originated from for the Askcasters podcast. So just real briefly, uh, my name is Andy. So there's the A for the acronym ASS for Askcasters podcast. The, the man to the left of me today and the only other person on Radio Row in the basement is Scrode, uh, also known as TJ. And uh, Schwammy, not here today. Uh, he is our, our third Askcaster for the acronym Askcasters. And then C Dangle hopped in there, and that makes no sense. But that's okay. You get TJ today. TJ, how you doing? Uh, good. Um, didn't really have to work today. Nice um, life. I mean, I did, but it wasn't a normal normal work day. Um, didn't have my coffee today. Ooh. Yeah, didn't I had like a one cup of like normal bullshit coffee, like not even sixteen ounces of cold brew. Um, Sounds like a tough life. So yeah, I've, I've kind of been uh, slow today. I'm trying to puff this uh, marijuana pen to uh, alleviate some stress and get back into it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, just doing here. How are you doing on this lovely Tuesday? Uh, I, on the other hand. Uh was up to my eyeballs in work today so sucks. i am uh, i'm glad to uh, be done with that and get the opportunity to talk about the super bowl with yourself and the ass casters but uh while we have a minute we have a, a i guess we can say it's radio row we've got an impromptu visitor hey uh, old man would you like to briefly give us just jump right in with your this is a kansas city chief fan let's uh let's hear your super bowl thoughts and predictions sir Well, it's going to be a, I believe it's going to be a uh, good defensive game. There will be some uh, offense provided by both uh, teams, quarterbacks. Uh, I will be watching history with both quarterbacks being of color. Uh huh. First time ever. Yes, sir. To have started in a Super Bowl game. Nice nugget of knowledge. The last time I believe a quarterback of color started was with the Washington Redskins, and they won. Was that way back in the Doug Williams days? Yes, yes, Doug with Dougie Williams. Donovan McNabb started in started in a, a, a Super Bowl. Did he start? Yeah. Or did they just keep losing in the? No, he started. Team? He started to, in the one against the Patriots where uh, Terrell Owens had him. <laughs> I think that was his thoughts on uh, oh wow on Donovan McNabb. <laughs> that was my microphone, man. <laughs> so are you talking about the which one are you talking about there, Scrub? Which uh, you talking? Oh, Philadelphia, New England. That's okay. So you're talking about uh, way back in Super Bowl Thirty. So uh, to old man's thoughts there uh, in what you were saying. So uh, he was thinking that the, well, he was right. This is the first Super Bowl. Uh, that is going to have uh, quarterbacks on both sides, which are people um, of color. But you're, to your point, Donovan McNabb did start uh, Super Bowl 39, and that was one where they lost uh, to New England in a pretty close game. But that was one of uh, 
one of Andy Reid's efforts in the Super Bowl when he could get there, but he just couldn't cross the finish line. So it is, I'm just so glad, going back to, to Andy Reid, I'm just so glad that he actually did get the, that one Super Bowl. He's one of the most liked people in the NFL, I think. Um, I, he's just one of those people you never hear anybody say that they don't like Andy Reid. So it was good to see that he got one a couple years ago. He's got to be. I mean, not the he's not a Don Shula or... Belichick, I don't think he's going to be in that kind of discussion, but definitely one of the best con- co- best coaches, excuse me, <laughs> the best coaches uh, that I've seen, and he's been doing it over a long haul, um, and pretty innovative as well. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm glad to see him be successful, especially after that brutal video of him in the punt, pass, and kick <laughs> competition where he m- just mastered over everyone. Um, but no, I'm, I'm glad to see him in the, in the, in the Super Bowl. Um, I guess, are we just going to jump right into it then with, with that? I mean, yeah, jump right in. um, so I think this will be a tough hurdle for the chiefs, but I don't think it's going to be, I think they've got this one. I think the Chiefs are going to come away with this one, validating my pick that I made halfway through the season. Um, So I would just like it. I would just, you know, like the Askasters revel in that. Um, I think it'll be a very close game, and I think it'll be high scoring. High scoring. High scoring. So over unders at fifty right now. So when you say high scoring, you're saying over fifty. I, I would I would bet the over. Okay. Now, as casters, sometimes we do talk about betting, and we can jump into it a little bit here. Now, TJ, are you going to throw down on this game at all in any capacity? Well, that's interesting that you say that because I uh, <laughs> I have my FanDuel account up right now. Um, let's just look at some of the things. So, if you are a betting person, you can go to any of your favorite betting websites um they will all have different uh specials uh different pools you can enter into um so i'll just read off some of the FanDuel ones um there's 200 2.5 million dollars available um it's just called the big game bowl it's a five dollar entry um the yeah Grand prize is $1 million. And then they have another, nice. con- yeah, they have another contest that you can enter for 57. Um, there's only 9,400 entries as opposed to the first one I told you about that had 611,000. Um, but it is $457,000. So it what seems. What do you have to do when you enter this? What are you betting to win so this? So how, how do you win this gigantic let's look. Pool of money? So for the FanDuel uh, 457K Sunday NFL Las Vegas uh, <laughs> Super Bowl 52 bomb, um, let's see what you have to do. I don't, I don't know. Uh, oh, here rules and scoring. So I think it's any combination of. Betting? That could be a lot of comments. So I think you have to pick a different. Oh, I don't know. Well, fuck. Um, you can go check it out yourselves, Askasters. Uh, 
what we're getting down to is there's different shit. I'm sorry I couldn't find the exact uh, stipulations of that bet. Um, but they they will have player props. Um, they will have player props for really anything. If you want to bet on the fl- the flavor of Gatorade that is poured on the uh, winning head coach, that is something you can bet on. Um, so back to what we were talking about. Are you going to throw down on anything? I think I'm going to throw down on the Chiefs to win. On the money line. Okay. Um, then I th- I'm gonna throw down more. I I want to bet on first or one time touchdown scores. Okay. Um, and I'd maybe you know maybe dabble in a few, throw in some uh some parlays to just kind of you know fuck around and find out. So walk us through off of the betting for a moment. Just walk us through how you see this game playing out. Uh, the Chiefs are going to let up points, and Jalen Daniels is a good quarterback. Um, but I also Even think Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, who did I say? Jalen Daniels. Wrong guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, he's going to get his points, and I think Mahomes are going to get their points. His points. I don't think it's. It, I don't think it's going to be under fifty. So that might be another thing, ask casters, that you'd want to look at the over under for the game. If you think that Mahomes and Jalen Hurts are going to combine for 50 points or less than that, um, feel free. I feel like they are going to go well above that. Or not well above, but I feel like they're going to go above that. Um, how do you feel like it's going to play out, Andy? Um, so I've got a slight lean towards Philadelphia in this game. And that's what Vegas has. Um I, I think I agree with where they're at. There's, if we just try to go and compare uh, oranges and oranges and apples and apples, Philadelphia's got the, the better of the two offensive lines. Philadelphia's got the better of the two defensive lines. I, I think some Chiefs fans would, would think that that, that latter statement of uh, the, the Philadelphia Eagles having a better defensive line, they might think that's controversial, but I think Philadelphia's got four players on their D-line that have 10-plus sacks. So, where whereas, uh, you know, with the Chiefs, you've got Chris Jones, who's electric and just can't be stopped. You've also got, you've got more people from Philadelphia that can spread the wealth. And I, I think, I don't know, it's, it's tough. I do think that Philadelphia is better on the defensive side, especially on the defensive line. But if we just look at what the Chiefs did last game, they went up against a pretty good defense in the Cincinnati Bengals and and were able to win that game. So not to say that the Chiefs can't win this game, but I I just think that just stacking up again, who's better where, the Eagles better on both lines, I think the Eagles are better at the wide receiver position, and I think that is is something that we really are not going to know the results of until game time because there's so many variables right now with the Chiefs wide receivers. So um, we've talked about, we talked last podcast, is that the injury status on pretty much everybody that had WR after their last name for the Kansas City Chiefs had a questionable status as far as their injury status. during or after that game against Cincinnati. And really, to my knowledge, not much has changed. So 
Uh, it'd probably be worth us at some point during the podcast pulling up that injury report um, to see where, where things stand now. But, I mean, you, you give wide receivers that are questionable for two weeks, two weeks, and they, they should, uh, I would at least think, play. But, I mean, at the end of the day, even if all of the Chiefs' options play at wide receiver, I still don't think they're better than the guys that, that Jalen Hurts is throwing the ball to. And more things to think about. Miles Sanders has been a boss when needed for Philadelphia. Pacheco's been good for the Chiefs, but the Philadelphia does do one thing uniquely different than the Chiefs, and they explicitly want to run the football. Mm-hmm. If if Philadelphia has their way, they will run first and pass second, and the Chiefs are going to do the exact opposite. Chiefs are going to want to pass first, run if they absolutely have to. A visit from old Poco coming down into the basement. She is tired. <laughs> so, um, and I also think that there's an, an, another one to think about in the backfield for Philadelphia. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell is another guy that he, I mean, he's not putting up the Miles Sanders numbers, but he's, he's good enough to be relied upon. And... He gives them two options in the backfield, and worst case scenario, if Miles Sanders went down for whatever reason, they're in—I mean, they're in perfectly good shape with 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 Gainwell. And if if the exact same scenario presented itself with Kansas City Chiefs, and Pacheco was unable to go, and they have to throw in Ceh, Jarek McKinnon would be the next up. I I, I I kind of feel better about Gainwell. Like if we're just again just comparing. Apples to apples. So, with with all that being said, everything I've just outlined, I think, is advantage Philadelphia. The one thing, well, two, the two things that Kansas City has to offset that is obviously the best quarterback in the planet, who's already won one of these things, and he's lost one. So he's he's somebody that is he's experienced. He's experienced. And I think the fact that he's been told that he's an underdog in this game probably puts a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. And the other thing Kansas City's got going for him is Travis Kelsey. So it, it could be really interesting. And how they distributed the ball. I know Mahomes does a pretty good job week to week of distributing the ball, but um, for Marcus Valdez-Scantling to come up big as he did in the game against the Bengals, um, I thought that was – Pretty telling of how dynamic that uh, dynamic and versatile that offense can be with their wide receivers. They can they can hurt you in a ton of different ways. Which going back to the Eagles, same same is true there. Um, it'll be a well played game. It's not often that we get the two best teams in the NFL to play against each other in the NFL. This could poten- it probably won't end up this way, but this could potentially be the first pick'em ever in Super Bowl history. There's never been one. Um, I think as long as the news from Kansas City continues to be the same relative to uh, the health of uh, Patrick Mahomes <coughs> and most of those receivers, I think Kansas City is going to continue to be an underdog at the time of the tip. Uh, but if, if for whatever reason there's a setback, that, that line could move to a pick which would make it the first time that this has ever happened uh, in Super Bowl history. Speaking of um, first to happen in Super Bowl history, 
Do you want to bet? I finally have the betting odds on FanDuel pulled up. I had the fantasy fucking open for some reason. Um, do you think there will be a scoregami in this Super Bowl? No. Um, it pays well, plus 3,000. I would hope because there's only, I think, I follow an account called Scoregami. And uh, that that only happens maybe I think it's happened a few times this this uh, this season, but it's still pretty rare for a score got me to happen. And you got to keep in in mind every time a new one happens, that one goes away. So um, I wouldn't throw down on that one. Um, I I wouldn't, but who knows? Um... Travis Kelsey, this is a tough one to find, but there is. Oh, hold on. We've got another visitor on Radio Row. Sharon has come down sporting... Chief Station. Everything Chiefs. She's got the... Too small for me, though. That's all right. So it's what are we... Very best. Are we calling this a Chiefs jacket? Vest. Chiefs vest and Chiefs Nation. Is that Chiefs Nation shirt? Is that new? Okay, see, yeah. When did you like get that? Skit. Mary Beth sent it to me, Sharon. Just this week? Today. Man. Awesome. How much she caught spent spent send it for in the mail? What? Twenty nine dollars. Jesus. She rush ship it? I don't know, but it's twenty nine dollars it says. Man, oh man. That's a friend right there. <laughs> Aunt Mary. So back to I'm gonna ask guys, I'm gonna give you this is a tough prop to find. Um, I believe it's available on Caesars. Uh, I have not found this on FanDuel. Now, granted, I haven't searched for it very hard. Travis Kelsey over under targets is at nine and a half. So, typically during the course of an NFL season, you will not get uh, the opportunity to bet on targets for a receiver. You can bet on receptions. But in this instance, since it's the Super Bowl, they've opened up some of their betting platforms and some things that are a little bit unique to the Super Bowl. And if you think that Patrick Mahomes is going to continue to rely on on Travis Kelsey the way he has in the past, that number is at 9.5. So I think that's probably one that you'd want to look at even even more so probably in this game. Because I think what Philadelphia is going to cause the Chiefs to do, I, I am still not sold that the Chiefs are going to be able to throw that ball downfield much. And now, with Philadelphia's line... Have they really been able to do that this year? They haven't, right. So, I think it's going to be check down City for, for Mahomes in the passing game a lot. And a lot of what he would consider a check down sometimes is that little deal where Travis Kelsey does what he does better than anybody in the NFL is he runs down seven yards, turns around, sees nobody's around him, and, and Patrick just... Mahomes has that ball there immediately. They are the best. I they have to be the best ever at fucking playing street ball with each other like that. That it's unstoppable. Yeah. Um. And with the arm talent Mahomes has and the chemistry that they have together, combining that with all the weapons you have on the outside, that's a that's a pretty formidable fucking offense. I I would be absolutely stunned. If Philadelphia does not explicitly double team Kelsey to the best of their ability, they would be dumb not to. It, it, yeah, the the best that they possibly can, because I can, I can easily see the scenario where Patrick Mahomes 
has X amount of passing yards and 10-plus receptions to Kelsey for one or two touchdowns in a Chiefs victory. But what I'm having a tougher time doing is seeing uh, Mahomes throw for X amount of yards and Kelsey not be his primary receiver and somebody like uh, Valdez Scantling or Juju be the, the primary receiver and them still winning that game. Um, I think that's probably bad news for the Chiefs. Did Juju play last Saturday or Sunday? I think he had one reception, and then he was done. And that's when he hurt himself, or was he hurt leading up to that game? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, some of the other betting things or options you have, um, just looking at shit that we actually have the, the, the betting site pulled up and we're not looking at fantasy football. Here, any time touchdown scores, um, I'll just ask you, Andy, who has the best odds? Who, What top three players from both teams have the top odds to score an any time touchdown? Are you asking who I think you. is? Yeah, who do you think the top three? From each team? No, all together. So I know, well, at least as of 48 hours ago, your best odds to get an anytime touchdown were Travis Kelsey. It was at about min- minus 130. Yes, right now it's at minus 115. So, okay, so that tells the ass casters bet that now because people are jumping on that and the odds are getting... Well, actually, excuse me, uh, if it's gone down to 115, um, you're actually making better money. More money, now. yeah. So I don't know what's happening there. Um, I've bet the one that is number two, I believe. I've got Jalen Hurts. He's plus 100 right now. And I, I got him at plus 110. Ooh. So that's the only anytime... Oh, there's that could be your discrepancy. Well, some of your discrepancy there. That's the only anytime touchdown that I've bet so far. Um, I, just, I just think that based off of what I've seen with Philadelphia throughout the season, they're going to have a drive. They're going to drive deep, and Jalen Hurts is going to have the opportunity for something as simple as a quarterback sneak to get in or something where they go three or four wide, uh, snapping the ball from like the 9 or 10-yard line, and he reads immediately that there's no spy on him, and he's faster than than everybody else. There, Kansas City, I think that's another thing. I think they have to put some type of spy on him at all times. Um Either drop a defensive lineman, make sure you cover your ends and you don't over pursuit. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a task to keep the running game and Jalen Hurts especially con- I mean controlled and um, not going off and doing whatever he will. The the other thing, I'll, and I'll answer your question on the third best odds on that here in a second. But the other thing to think about in this game, we talked at the beginning of the season. Back when you made your prediction initially that they were going to come and the Kansas City Chiefs would come in fourth in the division, we all, all of the ass casters had concerns about that defense. I think that's fair. And I remember specifically one of the things that was giving me heartburn for the Kansas City Chiefs was that secondary. And now you take into consideration <coughs> um, Legereus Sneed. We don't know if he's going to be available. And he's their he's the best guy in their secondary, so what? And there's a lot of young young players in that secondary. Yes, yes. So I to your point, if they get, to, I don't know that 
Kansas City on defense is pro- has me more concerned than Kansas City on offense. I think there's there's more ways that I can see things going wrong on the defensive side of the ball for Kansas City than than offensively. And so, Legere Sneed being one of those. And I, I guess we need to clear up. I don't know if there is any clarification on what his status is, but um, he, man, when he left that game against the Bengals, uh, did, didn't look great. And I don't think they've been getting great news ever since then. So, is that something you've got access he to? He clears concussion protocol. Okay. Um, Kansas City Chiefs cornerback Legere Sneed said he has cleared the concussion protocol and he will play in the Super Bowl. Okay. I mean, good news. However, concussions are one of those things where you're on a real short leash, too. So it, he could start the game, and if there's any concern that he's somehow re, uh, re-injured himself in the same manner... I mean, he's going to be a goner. Even if he's probably okay to come back, they're going to probably hold him back with the protocols that they've got. Do you think, though? I I mean... The NFL's got a bigger spotlight on him this time around, and they've had a whole season of this Tua bullshit? I would say so. But they've had the spotlight on him for a very long time, and they still continually fuck the they fuck the situation up no matter what. Tua wasn't even allowed to be in the Pro Bowl because he's still under concussion protocol. This is a month after the season for him. I I I understand, but also they fucked the Tua situation up in the first place. Sure. That so I. But like I said, they got the spotlight on him now. They they but they've had the spotlight on him, and they can. It doesn't. It, and it's just just not concussions. It's um. The the scandals with Daniel Snyder and I mean all of that the Ray Rice I'm just saying in in the totality when you're when the NFL and you expect them to do the right thing and you think that they've learned a lesson about how to control their public image and how to regulate the players or regulate the injuries they continually fall up short and it wouldn't surprise me to see Legarius need bonk his head. Uh, no, I'm not hoping for this in any aspect, but it, it would it wouldn't surprise me if he aggravated a concussion or got woozy, whatever it may be, and he was con- he continued to play, and we find out later that yeah, he did have concussion like symptoms. All right. I, my trust for the NFL is at zero. I like your trust in most things. Uh, back to your point about the the three highest. Uh, Highly bet players for any time touchdown. So uh, Travis Kelsey, Jalen Hurts, I, I would think, I would think number three. I would think it's Miles Sanders. Yep. Okay. He is at plus one twenty. Yuck. Um, Blake Bell is plus eleven hundred. Shout out Saint Francis of Assisi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Super Bowl MVP odds. I've got interesting ones here. Oh, okay. Let's let's. I'll just let you take over that. So here's. Well, fair enough. So a couple things. Askasters, I'll walk you through some of your options here on on Super Bowl. This is Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Okay. Now let's go to. If you don't feel comfortable 
betting the Chiefs either via the spread or the money line, or you don't feel comfortable betting the Eagles via the spread or the money line, let me give you this alternative. Whoever you think of those two teams is going to win the game, instead of betting them to win, bet on their respective quarterback to win the MVP. And here's why. If you bet them on the money line or even the spread, you're you're not you're close to doubling your money, but not quite. If you go the the route of betting for the MVP, Patrick Mahomes is plus 130 as is Jalen Hurts. And it's it's probably tough to envision a practical scenario where the Chiefs win and Patrick Mahomes is not your MVP. Because like a lot of awards in sports your award goes to the player in a particular position, especially in, in football now. Jalen Hurts, the same thing. You get plus 130, and it's pretty tough to, to figure out a scenario where they win, and he's not your MVP. Now, with that being said, I've got some long shots I'm going to throw at you, but TJ, I can see that your wheels are spinning a little bit here. Brandon Lloyd was the MVP in the Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl we referenced earlier, I believe. Ooh. Was he? I'm going to have to look it up, but I think he was. Man. While he looks that up, Asscasters, um, from more of a long shot perspective, I have thrown down the following bets. I have got Miles Sanders plus 2,500 to win the MVP. Um, I... I think the Eagles again. I think as opposed to what the Chiefs are going to do, the Chiefs are going to they're going to pass first, run second. I think the the Eagles would prefer to do the opposite. They're going to run first, pass second. When they've done that, Miles Sanders has been a monster at times. He's had some pretty good games, and I I, I don't have total faith in the Chiefs defense to stop him. And I could certainly see a scenario where Miles Sanders has. 10 to 15 carries in between 125 and 150 yards and two touchdowns. If he gets that type of a stat line, now granted he probably needs multiple touchdowns to be able uh, to be able to do it. The, depending on the timing of those touchdowns, him being your MVP is completely plausible. And at plus 2,500, sign me up, and I've already done it. One. Deion Branch, sorry. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, Ask Cash, I don't know if you heard that, his his Brandon Lloyd MVP was actually not. Right position, wrong guy. <laughs> so the, the furthest long shot that I've got for Super Bowl MVP uh, is Kenneth Gainwell. And I don't even, he's way down here. This is what I got him at. He's at he's basically at a hundred plus thirteen thousand. He's at a hundred and thirty to one right now. So why would I take the shot on that? So two reasons. Again, Philadelphia is going to be run first. Two, it it takes one play for the starting running back to no longer be the starting running back, and Kenneth Gainwell is every bit capable of filling in that role for Miles Sanders should he go down. And I don't, I don't think if Miles Sanders w- went down, I don't think it would change Philadelphia's play calling one, one single bit at all. So 
if that scenario presents itself and he can get himself a similar stat line to what I just outlined for you for Miles Sanders where he gets himself 10 to 15 carries, 125 to 150 yards, multiple touchdowns, there's your Super Bowl MVP potentially right there. And for 130 to 1, <laughs> I mean, how many bets are you going to make 130 to 1 that you actually have some scenario where it could actually happen? I think I I think that's I, I felt fine I felt fine making that bet. So you did you did, did. okay 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 um, I like your thought process. Um, I do like it if you were if you're up for taking a swing um, Super in the air. You gotta take a swing. Yeah, that's a good. Done a, with this. That's a we're good. On to college basketball. That's it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I haven't watched any fucking college basketball at all. Like, sorry WSU. Um, ah, don't worry, they're not worth watching. Yeah, sorry boys. Um, no, I have not watched any, so I will be. Um, low man on the totem pole come that time but um andy that is a very good fucking uh like late late uh not late but fucking a little uh hail mary there for you it's a it's good a, one it's a super bowl long shot i like it um first touchdown score we don't care do we no. um to score two plus touchdowns Travis Kelsey plus five hundred. Travis is a guy to look at there. Um, I think Jalen Hurts is a guy to look at there. Mm-hmm. I'd also say, back to our point, I think Miles Sanders is worth taking a look at. For Checo. For Jalen Hurts, though, it would have to be running or receiving. Just a reminder to all the ass casters. I, I, I can see him getting two opportunities to run in the end zone. Yeah. Um, Jalen Hurts passing. His over-under is at 238.5. I think that will be below. I won't touch it, but... I would I bet I would bet the under on that. I just... It, as much as I just said that Philadelphia is going to run the ball, I could see Jalen Hurts getting chunk yardage when he throws. When's the last... Let's look at his last couple games. Jalen Hurts? Yeah. And while you're at that, we'll probably need to look at their point totals in their games because they're throughout the season, they've been an underrated offensive monster, but their point totals are consistently 30, 32, 35, 28. I mean, they're up there. So. Uh, that's not what we want. There we go. So, yeah, yards per game for Jalen Smith is two. Jalen Hurts, sorry, guy. Um, 246 yards per game, but let's see the last couple games. We really need a stat boy. <laughs> um, so he had 121 yards against San Francisco. Against the Giants, 154 yards. The uh, divisional play, or before that, sorry. Um, They played the Giants again, 229. The Bears gave up 315 yards to them. And then again, the Giants, 215 yards, or 217 yards. So I I could very easily see where he does not get 238. But the tough thing on this bet, is that you look at the the last two playoff games, 
He hasn't needed to throw the ball. No, not Brock, at all. Brock Purdy was out after the sixth snap. That game was done. And then if you watched if you watched what they did to the Giants, that game was over as soon as they flipped the coin. Like there was there was no need for him to 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 pass. Okay, so let's uh, I will he or he was above. Let's just go with that two thirty eight. I know they're going to be diff- different defenses. I'll go through the list. First game he was below. Second game above. Third game below. Second game above. Third fourth game. I'm not doing this right. First game below, second game above, third game below, fourth game above, fifth game below, sixth game below, seventh game below, third, or the other one. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Um, so, okay, as you do that, are you? can you see the final score for those games? 27-16. All I'm asking here, give me, give me the amount of points that Philadelphia won by. I have six. Okay. Five. Okay. Twenty-six. Mm-hmm. Twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Seven. One. Okay. Uh eleven. Thir- twelve. Mm-hmm. Twelve again. Um, so that's a good sample size right there. I mean, if you're if you're winning by almost two possessions a game. Again, what's why are you throwing the ball when you have Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell? So that's why it's so tough to judge that prop. Well, isn't uh, yeah? I I would I I would I would still take the under. I I I'm sorry. I would. Okay. Um, and Legarius need being in the mix for the Chiefs. I think that will help. Um, and Frank Clark on the inside has been a monster for yeah. him. I don't know, like, um. Don't, yeah, I don't know. I feel like a Chiefs homer right now. Um, you sound like one. I know. I feel. I feel like I'm like embodying Shawi right now. Like well, I feel fucking disgusting and responsible. I appreciate that part of you. Yeah. Um, rushing Isaiah Pacheco, forty six and a half. He yeah, fucked me. Yeah, he fucked us last week. Um, I'm not gonna touch it like that. I'm I'm spurned. I'm pretty burnt on that one too. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, do you think he's going to get over 20 yards? I don't know. Jarek McKinnon, 21. Travis Kelsey receiving yards, 79.5. I would prefer to bet, again, I know this is a tough one to find. If you're not on Caesars, it, it probably takes a little investigating. Any money I'd be throwing at the Travis Kelsey stuff, I'd be throwing on that the the targets prop. I think that targets prop is is way undervalued. Um, do you have? Okay, so we're just getting to more game props. Which team will have more time of possession in the game? I, I would assume Philadelphia is favored there, and that's probably the direction I'd lean. First team to convert. Let's look at the odds. Um, Philadelphia is the favorite, um, minus 144. First team to convert to a first down, which will obviously be dependent on the – that's a wash. Um, what will happen first for the Kansas City Chiefs? Punt or score points? Um, 
I'd probably say punt. Okay. Minus one thirty four for punt. Okay. Um, what will happen first for the Eagles? One thirty eight for a punt, or minus one thirty eight for a punt. Score points minus or plus one twelve. The the more we keep going through this stuff, the more I keep. I think you and I are on opposite sides of this because I keep I keep convincing myself it's the Eagles because I I think they're scoring first. I mean, uh, Vegas, uh, Vegas thinks so. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, oh, there we go. So here's another thing to consider. Um, what do you think? Why don't, why don't I before I compromise the jury here? What do you envision throughout the game? Is there going to be a difference between the first half and the second half? And if so, tell me what. Unfortunately, I feel like this is how Chiefs games are playing out, and I haven't watched much of the Eagles being an NFC East fan. It's been an odd year. Um, I would suspect Kansas City gets up early. They give up points back between the second and third quarter, and then it's between whoever has the ball last. Mahomes or Hurts. Okay. Fair enough. I, I, I just, it's how I feel, man. It's how I feel. The, I guess another thing we, we talked really briefly at the very beginning of the podcast. We talked about, uh, good to see Andy Reid. You know, he won that Super Bowl and he's had some great success, uh, not only with the Eagles, but, but also with the Chiefs now. There's also Andy Reid's performance given two weeks when he's got a week off. He's almost undefeated in such a circumstance. Two losses, isn't it? Well, in the Super Bowl, I was gonna say he's lost. He's lost in the Super Bowl. I think he recently lost one in the regular season. But I mean, his his record in such an instance is something ridiculous, like eighteen and two. Like it's it's stupid. I mean, there's a reason people point it out, because you give him that much time to prepare. What in the hell was that? <laughs> Ask Caster, we have been... I think a Chinese balloon has flown over Radio Road. Shoot it down! <laughs> Shoot it down! I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> um. Anyway, back to that point on Andy Reid. So, he... He's got an unbelievable track record in this instance. Um, and I think there's probably a certain amount of that that probably needs... I, I would say the Chiefs have the coaching advantage here. I I would for sure think so. He's experienced... Nick Sirianni seems like he's going to be a very successful, um, sought-after coach in the NFL. Um I don't think he's going to leave Philly anytime soon without the contracts are situated there. Um, Philly's going to be good for a long time. Um, but you have to give the edge to Andy Reid. Um, he's been doing this for a minute. Um, he already has his ribs picked out for post game. So I, yeah, coaching advantage for sure, Andy Reid. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like, um, Sirianni's a good coach, I feel like, but just not not yet. So you, you haven't watched much Philadelphia this year? No. 
So, I, I just talked very briefly on this last podcast. Remember I was telling you that I don't know why I had, I always fall in love with the Ravens and the, everything I want in the Ravens is actually in the Eagles? Yeah. One of the things that, that I mentioned in that comparison is the pace at which Philadelphia plays at. So, they... They are the only team in the NFL that gets up and runs the ball and, and, and snaps plays as quick as they do. And uh, you'll, you'll see it a lot in college, and, and I think college is probably more time geared towards more of an air raid or passing the ball type deal. That's not what the Eagles do, but they do, they do do something that's unique in the NFL, but more like what you would see in college in the fact that as soon as that play's done, they've got, I mean, everybody's running the line quick. So the pace of play is really, really fast. Um, I think that's going to be something unique that Philadelphia brings to the table. And I think that's probably still a challenge for Andy Reid at the end of the day because it is so unique for, for an NFL team to do that. And uh, say what you will about Jalen Hurts. He's... I mean, he's only a couple years in, and he's already in the Super Bowl. So something he's doing is working. I am, I like, I, I have key, I have praised him up and down on this podcast. I never thought he would be a NFL quarterback, and he, you know, who he reminded me of the quarterback Notre Dame had, and he played there for one year maybe two years and then transferred because he wasn't going to be the starter, but he, uh, Brandon Wimbush, I think that was his name. Oh man, yeah. I think he reminded me of Brandon Wimbush. I was like, neither of these guys are going to be, are going to make the NFL like none. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jalen hurts kept like, he just improved every year, every year he got better, whether it was at Oklahoma, Alabama, or even now with the Eagles, um, just thoroughly impressed by him like it's really cool to see someone just grow up kind of in front of you especially being you know we're here in kansas oklahoma alabama is obviously a national power so they're on every saturday um yeah it's just really cool to kind of watch him watch him progress and 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 to make it this far really so we've got i've got i was thinking we could talk about as we maybe transition directly off this game in particular, maybe talk about your favorite Super Bowl moments of all time. But do you do you have anything else you want to highlight about this particular game? Any any bets? Any anything really? Um, make, which which bets are you making? Are we going to put anything in the document of accountability? Well, where is it even on here? Where is it at? I don't know. I've got it on my Google Docs. I don't know. I don't have is. anything that I would like to put on the document of accountability for myself. Okay. I will bet on this week weekend. Um, but I'm not going to put anything down in the document of accountability. So nothing nothing that you're absolutely certain that the Askasters should throw down on based off of your recommendation. <laughs> No, absolutely not. No, no, no. Um, we can sit here and uh, talk about betting. I am going to throw down on what I told you earlier, but I am not uh, guaranteeing anything. Um, I am not Al Pacino 
or not Al Pacino. I am not Robert De Niro in Casino. Fair enough. I would never date that crazy bitch. Um, I think I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put at least one thing into the document of accountability. Um, now, granted, I don't feel great about anything on this game. I don't think Vegas does either, which is why it's almost a pick em. Uh But I am going to submit for the documented accountability. I'm going to throw down the Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown. So I will input that into the document, or you can. But if there was anything, if an at, well, actually two things. I, I'm also going to put down the Travis Kelsey nine and a half targets. And you can find that bet on what book? That was on Caesars. And I haven't dug through FanBook to or FanDuel or any of the other ones to to go figure that one out. Um, to be to be transparent, that was a that was a bet that they talked about on the Daily Wager. And um, oh, good old Stanford Steve. I haven't seen Stanford Steve in a minute. Stanford Steve, uh, who had an incredible year, he was in an elimination. He he did an elimination bet. Uh, what do you call it? An elimination pool, mm-hmm. and he was in the he was in the one percentile of of people that made it through that. Like wow! He, he made it into like week thirteen. Wow! So, uh, when Stanford Steve was on the Daily Wager here this week, uh, and he hadn't been on the Daily Wager for I think I don't know a couple weeks because he was done with college football, and they brought him back on for the Super Bowl. That was the first bet that he talked about. And, and basically, his background on that one was, hey, everyone loves Travis Kelsey, but if you get a little trigger shy at the yards prop, and you get a little trigger shy at the receiving prop, they have, they've got this specific prop that is only out for the Super Bowl, because they don't do targets for the regular season, they only do receptions. He's like, jump all over this because he thinks it's tremendously undervalued. <coughs> I also think it's tremendously undervalued. Can you can you see a scenario where Travis Kelsey doesn't get 10 targets? <coughs> um, if he got injured. Sure. That's really it. Okay. Um, if he got injured or if that's really it. Um, unless they had a double team on him that just worked amazingly. But that even still, that's not going to work because... Mahomes will break contain, and they'll start their street magic again. I, I would say the only thing to keep in mind still, like I think we, uh, one thing that we struggle with is is fans and, and watchers of sports is we're so tainted by what we last saw. And we saw Patrick Mahomes, basically, if no one would have told you that his ankle was injured going into that Bengals game, you probably wouldn't have known it was injured. But at the end of the day, we have to realize that that was diagnosed as a high ankle sprain. And generally, that type of an injury takes about three to four weeks to recover. And he's he's right. He's coming in. He's the second and third week of that injury. So we when you're talking about him rolling out and creating that magic, I don't know. It may be. Well, you, I believe you mentioned it. I, I think it was you. Mentioned how Mahomes um, had a couple direct called rollouts in the Cincinnati game, and it was just perfect gamesmanship by the Chiefs to to focus on the injury, create a lot of suspense around it, and of course the media is going to play a hand in that as well. 
Um, but I don't think the Cincinnati defense was expecting any of those because they all worked for the most part. I don't really remember one that didn't work when Mahomes rolled out and it was a busted play or a throw out of bounds or. Yeah, you're right. I was, I was fairly surprised to see those were called plays for design rollouts. But it's it's perfect gamesmanship. It is incredibly intelligent. Like that was, that was awesome. Um, as far as a strategist, strategist, I don't know. It's been a long fucking day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, from a strategy standpoint, that was very very cool to see. Um, our, I mean, I, I assume the chiefs are doing a little bit of that with the wide receiver situation um i wouldn't be surprised if they're all ready to go and it's just hey it's the fucking super bowl let's put them all with questionable injuries but have them play i mean that's got to creep into a play caller a defensive play caller's mind and trying to shape how that game is going to look and how you're going to call it depending on the first 15 plays you time out play called from a from a defensive, defensive standpoint yeah from the eagles standpoint from it yeah from a defensive standpoint are who you f- okay let me ask you this who the fuck really scares you on the chiefs other than kelsey that's catching the ball they all do they all they, scare you they all can get it done it's it's a it's a death of a thousand knives but or a thousand stabs whatever um a thousand stabs <laughs> classic piece of world literature um no it it is death by a thousand stabs or cuts or knives or paper cuts um juju is a fantastic receiver great possession receiver marcus valdez scantling can push the top off the defense um you have pacheco who doesn't play out of the backfield much but he can still receive the ball out of the backfield um that's a very scary offense, and it's more Mahomes, I think, when he's the mastermind and he has so much chemistry with his wide receivers. Um, the Italian sausage is here. By the um, way, Isaiah Pacheco over under on receiving yards is twelve and a half. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. I ain't gonna bet it, but based off of what you're talking about. Oh, my point is, I I wouldn't bet on Pacheco to have plus 12 yards receiving, but my point being that they can hurt you in a lot of ways, and it wouldn't surprise me to see Pacheco run out of the backfield a few times or, or uh, for a reception or to run a route out of the backfield. Fair enough. So, um, okay, so final thought, Super Bowl prediction. Let's get the score. I am going to say... 35-27 Chiefs. Woo! Man. MVP. Who was your MVP? Patrick Mahomes. Alright. I, as we've been talking through this, I I think I've now convinced myself that I'm on board with the Eagles for this game. Uh... If I had to give a score, I mean, I'm taking a look at the damage that Philadelphia's done to everybody in the playoffs. Now, granted, there's injuries involved, but and then going through the total score for Philadelphia throughout the course of the regular season, I don't. It's going to be pretty damn tough 
for the Chiefs to hold them under 30, I'm thinking. So I'm going 31-24, Philadelphia Eagles. So you would bet the over? I think I would. Okay. I think I would. I think that's too low. The 50 is too low. I mean, it might move. It's been moving. <clears throat> but anyway, so those are our thoughts as casters on the on the Super Bowl. So real quick, we'll take a moment to highlight uh, a sponsor that's been there through all 31 uh, Ask Casters podcast. Three, she. She not chai, but I'll look at your thigh. <laughs> Three chi.com's been there uh, since the very beginning for us, and there's somebody that you can reach out to as you check us out on our socials. Um, you can find them. Uh, they provide Delta 8, Delta 9, Delta 10 needs. They're the reason that uh, Scrode, the podcaster to my left, has sunglasses on right now. Uh, and they, I mean, they just do a great job if you need. TJ had a pretty, even though he said he didn't have a whole bunch of shit at work today, he had himself a long day. And now, you know, relaxing with some free cheese. Yeah, just uh, the, I bought a cartridge from him. It's Delta 9, and it is just a beauty. Um, <laughs> it takes me like one or two puffs to, if I'm feeling stressed, especially with how work's been um and life in general it's not been work it's just been a lot of fucking life things happening um you got a lot of life events going on yeah moving and moving again and different uh cake frosting opportunities so um so yeah it's just been like it's it's been great to come home to a 3g product that's quality (laughs) made and is delicious and the tapioca oil they use is very good now, on the gummies. Now, before we move on, did you ever uh, experiment with the mushroom gummies? Oh, my God, yes. Um, Such a fucking letdown. Oh, Such no. a fucking letdown. Uh, were these from 3G? No, they were not from 3G. Oh, okay. Uh, there you go, 3G. They were from one. Galaxy Treats. Oh. So, Galaxy Treats, if you hear this... Um, I'm willing to try them again, but if they don't fuck me up, I'm just going to completely continue to rail your fucking company. Oh, um, so they sucked. Like they were, It was 20 bucks for three gummies. Ooh, ouch. I had three gummies. I felt nothing. That's pretty bad. Nothing. So, um, yeah, it was rough. Okay, so transitioning away from the actual Super Bowl game that's taking place this week, uh, just one thing we, we thought we'd bring up here real quick is just kind of more more a walk down memory lane was just trying to figure out what your your biggest or uh, most relevant Super Bowl memory that could it could either be a memory from the game or it could just be the whole damn Super Bowl just. When I say Super Bowl, what sticks out in your mind, Mr. Scrode? Two plays really stick out in my mind. <clears throat> the Mike Jones tackle. Was that his name? Mike Jones? From Missouri. Mike Jones! Mike Jones! Um, Mike Jones tackle with one yard to go. Probably half a yard, but yeah. Half yard, yeah. That, that one for sure. And then... I believe it was Rod Woodson's interception, the Steelers versus... Arizona? No, the Cowboys. Oh, 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 okay, gotcha, okay, sorry, yep. Um, 
I remember watching that one with you in the front living room. And that's like when I can like firmly say, like, I remember watching the Bill Super Bowl. And I don't really remember 95. So 1995 would have been at Joe Robbie Stadium. And that's the reason you don't remember it, because neither Dallas nor Buffalo was in there. No, 93, that was, I'm saying I remember that one. You remember the one? Okay. 93 and then 90, uh, or was it what, 92, 93, 96? Yeah, so here's a walk down memory lane. So, uh, Super Bowl 27, 1993, was at the Rose Bowl. Dallas crushes Buffalo, 52 to 17. The following year, Super Bowl 28, uh, at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta, Dallas again crushes Buffalo, 30 to 13. Uh, then that's where the following year, 1995, at Joe Robbie Stadium, uh, neither Dallas nor Buffalo was in that game. It was San Francisco. In San Diego. A hell of a team against uh, what was a team. San Diego had some good teams in that time frame, too, and just couldn't get over the hump. That was It was one of those deals where Buffalo and uh, San Diego just kept, it seemed like they kept playing the first week of the playoffs whenever it was they could, and uh, or if it was an AFC title game and San Diego just couldn't get over it, and they finally did. And San Francisco smashed them in 95. Uh, and then finally, uh, another Dallas victory was in 1996. Uh, Super Bowl 30, Dallas took down Pittsburgh. Yeah, so yeah, I re- don't remember the second one. First okay. one and third one I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably those. Um, um, that's that, Those are my two. What are yours? So, back at the time when I did, like, the St. Louis Rams, um, man, when they went on that magical run to win it, that was that was amazing. And I think, it, as crazy as that Super Bowl was, the St. Louis-Tennessee Super Bowl, I think the game in the NFC Championship was better between... The Rams and Tampa Bay with that that was a great game, great defense that they had, and in in the words of Chris Berman, Ricky Shampoo Prol, fucking caught one in double coverage in the end zone, and I think that was the only touchdown of the game. I'd have to. It was like thirteen to to like six, six, wasn't it? That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. But I just remember. They were the greatest show on turf, and they couldn't score a fucking touchdown in that game. Well, that defense was fucking stacked. Like Hall of Famers. Let's think of this. I think they had Hall of Famers. On all three on levels. On all three levels. John Lynch was in the secondary. Derek and Brooks Rondé was... Barber. Rondé Barber was a cornerback for that team. Holy shit. So they had, in the secondary, they had, is Rondé Barber a Hall of Famer? Ooh, I don't think he is. I feel like we can finally use football reference for this. But as you look that up, man, that's crazy to think about. So they've got definitely John Lynch, who's a Hall of Famer. Rondé Barber, we're going to find out here in a second whether or not he's a Hall of Famer. At the linebacker level, you've got Derek Brooks, who was unstoppable at his prime. And then Warren Sapp was on the line. And when did Booger McFarlane get... I know he wasn't a Hall of Famer, but he was still a very um, stout defensive lineman. 
I don't know. I don't know if he was in there or not. <clears throat> I don't think Rondé Barber was a Hall of Famer. I don't think he is either. Oh, someone else has asked this question. <laughs> uh. Oh! <clears throat> he is a finalist for 2023 class. So, potentially four Hall of Famers on defense. And they had Mike Allstott and, um, uh, not Deuce McAllister, um, Florida State. God damn it. <laughs> uh, man, who was that? The little itty-bitty guy. Yeah. That just literally walked behind Allstott and found every hole possible. The he guy, was a... And he, I think he became... Um, uh, he started building houses for the poor. Like, he's got, like, an incredible... He had an incredible nonprofit. I can't think of it. And didn't he build... Um... Deshaun Watson's house when he was growing up? Yes. Yep. Yep. God, who the fuck is that? Um, oh, man. Askcasters, we're thinking and looking here on the fly. I can't... Who in the world are we thinking about? I feel like we need Jeopardy music. Michael? No. Askcasters? I'm on the wrong who fucking... Was? Year. Ah! For the great Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh my god, that's like driving me insane. So anyway, while you look that up, um, I, also the the other moment that sticks out in Super Bowl history for me, David Tyree's catch was so work done. Oh my god. Uh, Askasters, hope you heard that work done from Florida State. Who yes. One of the great Florida State backs. And how we forgot his name is shameful on us. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, the other the other moment for me is that, that catch by David Tyree. Oh, yeah. So, um, I think at the time, when was, I don't know when that game was. But I was, I think I was living in Florida when that game happened. No. I was 2000, like I was a quick trip. 2008. So no, I was in Wichita. No, I was at All Star Sports still. I was in high school. So that was yep, Super Bowl 42. And yeah, Giants won 17 to 14. That was after Tom Brady had had multiple Super Bowls, and he he just was kind of that unstoppable force. And I think that was a. a, a season for the Giants where they were a wild card team. That was the 18 and 0 team or the 17 and 1 team or whatever the fuck oh, it was. Oh yes, cuz that was the Randy, Randy Moss, Moss Patriots and Plexiglass Burris. Oh, yes. Or no, Plexiglass was with the Giants. Oh. Yes, uh, RIP Plexiglass's leg in a club. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that I just I watched that and told myself, there's no way. The Patriots can't get beat like that. Because they just, the Patriots have all the luck. They beat everybody. They, they can't lose on a play like that. And they did. Yeah, I mean, it served them right. Right. Served them right. So, quick little trivia question before we go to final thoughts. Can you name, in the last five Super Bowls, 
can you name three of the stadiums that they were played in? Raymond James. Uh, Raymond James is correct. Mercedes-Benz Dome or whatever the fuck it is. Correct. Now the Caesars Palace down there. But yes, that is correct. Um, and and then the Hard Rock or Ho Hard Rock, Ho the one in Miami, the Hard Rock Cafe Casino. Yes. Was that the Prince Super Bowl? No, maybe. I, yeah, it was. But that was, the, I think it's it just hosted again. Prince Super Bowl was uh, two thousand and like eight or ten. Yeah, I think the Prince. Oh, there's a couple in Miami back to back. So, yeah. Okay, so you've got three out of five. Uh, there's another one. Oh, hold on. I I thought you just said three in the last five. Okay. Well, now you win, but I'm seeing if you can go above the the, the bar that we set. So you've got three out of five. You've got two left. Um, Arlington. No, 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 L.A., L.A., uh, L.A., 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 and Las Vegas. They only, they, only, they only spent $5 billion on the stadium. In Vegas? No. What's the other one? No, 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 last year. You had it in L.A. Yeah, L.A., and then the other one is at Las Vegas. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, no. What's, what's the fifth? The, the fifth one was really tough. I don't know how the fuck you would have got it. And so the fifth one was U.S. Bank Stadium, which was Minneapolis. Back five years ago. I forgot that happened. I don't know how you got that one. But yeah, you had SoFi, Raymond James, Hard Rock, and the artist formerly known as Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So, Anyway, how much money does Caesars have that they can... I'm assuming one of two things happened. Either Mercedes-Benz was getting done with their naming contract on that place, which shocks me that they didn't want to renew it, because, I mean, the visibility of having the Mercedes-Benz logo on top of the, the stadium. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. But fuck, if Caesars bought them out of the naming rights on that, holy shit. Um, let's look at how much there's... $138 million. For the naming rights? 20-year deal worth $138 million. For Caesars? Mm-hmm. Huh. Goodness. Well, that's where our money's going. That's where the Travis Kelsey target money goes. Hey, man, I mean... <laughs> so... Uh, anyway, Askcasters, I think we're going to kind of make this a shorter than normal episode this go around. Uh, been a long day for, for both of us, but hopefully the information that we gave you uh, gives you, I don't know, a little bit to look forward to uh, here coming into the Super Bowl. Uh, obviously, TJ and I are giving you different opinions. TJ is saying that the Chiefs are going to pull it off, and he admittedly became a Chiefs homer during this podcast, and I admittedly became a fly eagles fly uh homer during this podcast so we'll be on opposite sides and i was the only one to have any balls to put anything on the document of accountability no one else has let's be clear no one else has the document of accountability that is true That's yeah true. but you you were the only one that before i did anything today you were the only one that had a accountable prediction that is on there what was it you said that jacoby Brissett was going to have a better qbr and Russell Wilson next season. I stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> stand uh, by it, baby. So, Askcasters, check us out on uh, all the socials. Our YouTube uh, feed is great. Uh, you can catch us out on Twitter. Uh, by the way, did we did we figure it out that when they go to that RSS feed on Twitter? Can you rewind and fast forward that thing? 
Yes, you can. Um, I don't know what the fuck you were doing. Ask casters. I don't know why. Andy struggles to fast forward shit. Um, so I don't know. But uh, yeah, go to our Twitter page. The RSS feed is there. You can find us on podcasting formats such as Spotify, um, Dreamcast. No, that's a fucking video game. Um <laughs> uh amazon uh not uh audible you can find us on on all the different things um so look us up we're on there uh give three chi a shout out galaxy treats if you hear this your gummy sucked and uh i will take new ones you know my address um but they sucked so don't spend your money on those ass casters until you hear otherwise from me i want to give a shout out to gilgetty whales oh yeah and Miami clocked in for the first time. So th- welcome, guys. If you are tuning in again, um, we're out.